Okay, Rogue Table Talks. Here we are again. 2020. 2020. Hard I mean, to believe. You ready for this? Unbelievable. I don't think people are ready for where we're going in RTT. We're going to be in focus. Come on. <laughs> I see clearly. I see clearly. It's a new year. <laughs> How many cheesy things have been yes. said already right. in 2020? Uh, let's put that to bed. Okay. Episode, what is this? Number 36. Come on. Number 36. Three dozen. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of talking. And it's a lot of listening from all our our friends. Thanks to all our listeners. Yeah. Uh, We're starting this new year, new series, uh, because we were off last week. It's a new series for the RTT crowd Mm -hmm. uh, on margin. And we're going to talk this week about um, Sabbath. Shabbat. Shabbat. In the Hebrew, yeah. Sabbath. Cessation. Decease. And it goes, you know, the seventh day God rested uh, from creation, and he gives us this this rest. And uh, <clears throat> I was telling you the story. This happened last night. Um, and I, I do think it's providential. I think, I think many things are providential. We just mm-hmm. occasionally see the providential meaning of things. But uh, a bird flew into our house yesterday. Mm. Has that ever happened to you? It has once. Yeah. So it's not, it's an interesting problem that you don't contemplate ahead of time. Like, what will I do if a bird flies into my house? It's not. And then you th- <laughs> you think like a normal, rational person, if I just open some things open up. Open the doors. The bird will just, leave. Right. The bird <laughs> will leave. Like, of course, the bird wants to be outside. <laughs> I'm I'm making every attempt to facilitate the bird being outside where he wants to be, where right. it's good for the yeah. bird to be. We're cooperating. We're here. doing all that we can do, and the bird uh, stays inside. And so that's the, you know, the bird's in the house. Uh, we had this little next, like this natural wreath uh, still on the door. Oh, was it nesting in there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, which I then cool. threw the, you know, <laughs> bashed that to pieces in my frustration while the bird was still in the house. Um, so, yeah, the bird's inside, and... I've got I've got the dog in tow because I've got all the doors open, and I've got a blanket with me. I'm trying to somehow, you know, shoo the bird. I've got the front door, the yeah. back door, the door to the garage, the garage door. It's not a warm night. You no, know, it's, not, it's not. It wasn't freezing, it but wasn't, it's you know, it's starting it's to get cold. chilly. So I'm and I'm just trying to I get the bird to fly outside, right where he wants to be. And he's the bird. I'm just I can't feel bad for this bird. Because uh, if I was like, I don't care if the bird lives or dies, it's an easier proposition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because <It's> <laughs> um, the bird's, you know, terrified, probably confused, flying around from, you know, the, the the curtain rod to the light to the other light to the other curtain rod. And like right over the door, but doesn't like the light right in front of the front door that's wide open. And it's like, just go out. Uh, and then, so finally he flies into the laundry room and so I'm right off the kind of the door from the garage. So I close that. So he's in this little room, I don't know, f- five feet by six feet or something, you know, you know, washer dryer and where you hang the coats and there's a window in there. So I open the window up and I'm trying to get the bird to fly out <laughs> of this. And the bird's just almost more frantic now because it's just flying around bumping against the ceiling oh or whatever. Gosh. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> so I le- I left. I closed. I turned the light off. So the the the, the you know the window represents the light and freedom. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and it's gone. dark. It's and then dark. the windows the open. Windows now. open. And I'm just like, okay, 
he'll just fly out. This will be it. This will be it. And so then I kind of go back in like a half an hour later, I open the door. I don't see him right away. And I kind of close the door behind me and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe he flew out. Turn the light on. I start looking around. <laughs> there he goes again. He's flying all around. <laughs> and then, so this cycle repeats itself like twice. And the oh, next, yes. last time I go in, the bird's sitting on the shelf near the window, exhausted. Like I come in and the bird's just looking at me. Like can't even fly anymore. Can't even just hardly fly like, anymore. Okay. Wow. Uh, and uh, so then I, again, I close, close the door, turn the light off. And finally it's like nine o'clock at night. I'm like, okay, I have, I mean, I can't, I can't, we sleep all night with this window wide open. Yeah. So I go in and uh, <clears throat> I close myself in there again. I get a basket and I'm just trying to shoo this bird out and try to scoop it kind of off the, and I, a couple of times I get it almost and I get it almost to the window and it flies out of the basket and back around the, 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 the roof again. Yep. The and I'm just like, oh, this poor bird. And then finally I get him out just by force. Hmm. Like I get him in the, the basket deep enough, push him out the, the, you know, push almost the whole basket out the window, he flies out. I, How long was the whole situation? From start to finish, probably three hours. You're kidding. No. Wow. No. I mean, the first, you know, 30 minutes, I'm trying to get it out, and if I, then it flies in, and then from then on, it's in the laundry room, but then it's another couple of hours. And so this whole thing is happening while I'm thinking about the topic of rest, Sabbath, um, trust, dependence. And I just think it, it's somewhere in there. I just think I'm that bird. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of time I'm that bird where God's got the doors open and the windows open. He's trying to get me to where I seek that I want to be, but I don't know that I want to, or mm -hmm. I don't know how to get there. Or I'm frantically trying to get away from him. And the thing that I'm made for, the thing that I should be doing I'm so frantic in my attempt to kind of maintain my freedom that I don't, I'm imprisoned in that activity. And even then when I'm resting, I'm resting in this sort of exhausted, like I'm still not where I'm supposed not to really be. Not really resting. I'm not really resting. You're not in your natural habitat. Resting, yeah, I'd be right. sitting outside in my nest or sitting outside in a branch going, okay, now I'm resting. Yeah. <clears throat> and I do think that there's something to that sense of that's how we look at Sabbath. That's how we look at rest. Something that either we're so frantic, we just, you know, our, we just can't keep the frantic pace up. And so we stop and that's rest, even though that's not really rest. We stop more out of desperation. Yeah, right. Yeah. Than out of intentional Exhaustion. plan. Exhaustion. Right. 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 Um, when really God has something better for me, if I will just trust him, mm-hmm that true rest awaits. Um, so I don't know, that really sort of resonated with me. I don't yeah. know if it resonates with everyone because, you know, I went I had a three-hour experience with them last, <laughs> last night. And I was like, this, uh, this bird, this dang bird, I'm going to kill this bird. I'm trying to save his life. I'm going to kill him. Yeah. But, and, and, and you think, well, don't you know? Don't I'm you trying know? to help you. Yeah, but right. it, what's really funny is we, we think about that because we're more intelligent than the bird. That's right. And we see the big picture. We see the big picture. Yeah. And yet, comparable to our limited, finite understanding and awareness of what the Bible calls just wisdom of how God governs the world, we don't. We, we are that. We do not see. 
But we think often. we do. But we like think the birds we see. like I got to get away from this guy. We think we see. We <laughs> For resist. Some reason, we're this afraid. Yeah. Swinging this basket. Well, at that's. Me. Like, I mean, there's so many ways to go with this <laughs> illustration because it's so good. But it's like like that's you're the problem. You're yeah. the enemy. Yeah. You're the one yeah. who's you know you're not trying to help me. You're trying right. to hurt me. Right. And, and I, think we, I don't think we get it. That, you know, I think the sense that we are made for Sabbath. You know, Jesus said, uh, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And I think that's something we can swing back around to a couple of times, where the birds mean to be outside. Yeah. And I don't think I'm made for Sabbath. I think I'm made for activity. Hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know that I would say that if that was... But somewhere in my least subconscious... I got to keep going. I got stuff to do. I got to be active. I got this. I got that. I got my list. And I, I, I live often as though I'm made for activity when I'm made for rest. Uh, and there's this, you know, the great chapter of Hebrews 4 where, you know, it talks about the people of Israel didn't have faith that in entering their, so they didn't enter their rest. Like the promised land awaited if they just would believe. They didn't have to do anything. They didn't have to do anything. They had to go in the land, and they had to trust God and take the land, and they right. didn't because they were afraid. So then they wandered around the land 40 years. They right. they, they wandered the circumference around it, right. Right. and they didn't enter into the rest because of their unbelief. Yeah. So they had a much harder life than they would have if they mm-hmm. entered the land and just trusted. It was like the bird in the... They were like the bird in the closet. Mm-hmm. They just flew around the closet for 40 years and never made it out the window. And, you know, that the writer of Hebrews contrasts that the people who have faith in Jesus have, we have entered a rest and we have, a, we are going to enter a rest. There's this kind of already and not yet. Yeah. And that's the reality of the situation. Christ has done it all. He's accomplished it all. I've entered into the rest by believing in him. And I have this spiritual freedom, the spiritual, uh, this, the mm. reality of grace. I didn't have to do anything. Yeah. And, yet I live as though I have to keep striving. Yeah, I think that's true. And I don't, I don't know how you really become more aware that you're trying to earn grace as opposed to receive grace unless you enter into something like Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Because as long as I'm still moving in all my activity and all my whatever devotions or serving or just business or work... I'm not going to be still enough to know that I've been too tied up in that with my own self. That's right. Until I enter into something like pulling back, getting away, solitude, rest, Sabbath, to then know how hard it might be for me to realize, oh, maybe I've put way more stake in this. Maybe I'm not spiritually at rest. So I don't really deeply understand the good news of entering into Jesus' rest mm-hmm. through the gospel. Mm-hmm. So I keep trying to earn it. I keep trying to prove to God I'm good enough or prove to God I'm not bad or whatever it is that makes me spiritually exhausted. Yeah, it feels like a catch-22 that unless I have some sort of... Uh, unless I step away and reflect on that, it's hard for me to enter into Sabbath unless I enter into Sabbath, it's hard for me to step away. I'm not, yeah. how do I, when do I step away and reflect? Mm. And I think sometimes we don't enter into a rest so that we don't have to step back and reflect. Mm-hmm. The whirlwind is comforting. There's stuff maybe I don't want to reflect about, but stuff about my brokenness or about whatever. My dependence even on, like, it's a good thing, I'm dependent or I should be, but I don't always want to live in that place. And so 
it feels vulnerable. There's a vulnerability to it, perhaps. That I want to yeah, escape. vulnerability. Um, you said this earlier, I think, a teaching team, something with an equation around um, weakness and limits, and all of this implies limits, yes. limitations. Bad. Right, and so right. then then we just keep following down limits, and therefore I have limits, so therefore I'm weak, so therefore I'm bad. Right. As opposed so to... I have to live as though I don't have limits. Right. Right, to overcome that. As opposed to, um, you know, humility yeah. in accepting my limitations as a creature. Creature, like it's not a, def- it's not a flaw, because we were talking about sleep. Mm-hmm. It's not a flaw that you need sleep. It's part of the design. Right. But we think... I've heard people say this, man, if I didn't have to sleep, think of all the stuff I'd get done, which is so weird. It's as if sleep, you know, like sleep is a result of the fall or something, which we don't know that that's true. Right. Um, I would suspect it isn't true that there's all sorts of restorative stuff. There's all sorts of, you know, like I, I do think there are times when I will have something on my mind or be puzzling about it or something and I'll wake up and I'll have some sort of connection that's been made, some sort of clarity, some sort of, oh, okay. Now I kind of understand that comment that somebody made. Because mm-hmm. uh, I just think there's a lot that's, like we were made, it's part of our design mm-hmm. to have that period as sort of reflection as sort of sleep enforces that on us maybe. Yeah. Um, but I do think that sense of, boy, if I didn't have to sleep, uh, think of all I could get done. Well, your body heals it's the muscles, it refreshes, right. like all of the benefits. And then you think about, sometimes I think when we talk about God, we're more anxious about the work of God than God is about the work of God. Right. right. You know, it, 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 right. all There's this has to, to do. be done. There's right. stuff to do. And I, well, God wouldn't have made us to need sleep right. That's right. if he was only that's concerned in getting stuff done. That's why I say it's not a done. flaw, it's a feature and that's sort of that Hebrews 4 passage that we are made to enter into our rest. The idea sort of, there's a part, there's a portion of that in which creation was made so that God could rest in creation, mm-hmm. not, well, I'm really tired now. I keep creating, but I'm exhausted, mm-hmm. which is, of course, ridiculous, but that's sort of how we often think of it. I would keep don't going and getting productive stuff done, but I'm exhausted, darn it. I have to rest mm-hmm. instead of I'm made for rest. I'm made for periods of active productivity. I'm made for times of reflection. I'm made for times of being dependent and this rhythm. That's a, it's a feature, not a flaw. And part of the point of all the spiritual activity we do is so that we can rest in his presence so that we can enjoy him and all this. I just think we just get it so backward. Yeah. Well, to me, this is what, uh, this is a, if you're talking about new humanity and you can use a lot of different words, you're talking about holiness or discipleship or, um, uh, sanctification or transformation. You can't just talk about, um, the individual attitude or fruit of the spirit. That's a huge place to talk about, but you have to talk about real tangible physical things, kind of like your weekly daily rhythm. Right. Like that has something right. to do with who you are as a new right. restored human being that you accept who you are as a human being yeah. and I'm supposed to be dependent and I'm supposed to right. be in need of rest and friends and relationships and refreshment. And right. I have to pull back right. and okay. say, I, I, I won't have any perspective if right. I don't pull back. But right. not only that, um, I wasn't really designed to be an automaton or that's a right. robot I'm to made work to pull back. Yeah, right. I was made to pull back. It's a feature, not a, not a bug. And that's one of the things I was 
you know, as I'm reflecting on this whole concept and what it means to live in this sense of rest or what it means to, what does Sabbath mean for us today? Um, I think a couple things, like I think for me, I struggle with this sense of what does it mean for me to rest in God's presence every morning for five minutes when I get my coffee? Like, mm-hmm. am I going to, I'm sitting here now, I just got up, I've got my coffee. Am I going to rest? Am I going to pray, enter in his presence, enjoy him? Am I going to have a little moment of Sabbath, a few minutes of it, for which I am made? The whole point of you know my existence is partly that. Or am I going to be mentally, emotionally into my day? Mm-hmm. Which I think that's the default setting for us. I'm gonna even if it's I'm gonna read the paper, I'm gonna start thinking about this, that, the other thing, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of feel like this often we like I have to do this time with God or else my day won't be productive. Like I have to sleep or else instead of the point of the productivity is act is actually the is the time with God, yeah. not the other way around. Right. And I just we just kind of get it like we are so geared to get stuff done in so many ways. It my worth, you know, my anxieties are about things that are what that all that stuff, we just we get it backward where actually this is the point now by sitting by myself in the morning. This is that's actually the, the point. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. I do think that's interesting because we can even turn rest into, Oh, well maybe I should rest so that I can be more productive. Right. With the, where the purpose of rest then is to continue to be productive. And I remember reading a book on, on Sabbath by uh, a Jewish author. And one of the things he said was for the Greeks, um, they viewed rest as something that served work. Mm-hmm. For the Jews, the whole climax of their week was Sabbath. So work to serve rest. So work yeah. was leading up right. to this Saturday for them mm-hmm. of uh, rest and enjoyment and worship and refreshment and all of this extra food, playtime, whatever right. it was. It was, no, that was the whole point that's of the, the week. Point. Right. I yeah. do think that's kind of what, what I'm getting from Hebrews 4, where we are called to enter into this rest, even now, sort of an already, but but later we will really enter into our rest. This thing, which is the point, that we are going to be with God forever, and that's this rest that we're going to enter into, and it's not exhaustion, it's not you know, collapsing on the couch for eternity. Um, it's It doesn't necessarily, it's not a passive thing, but it's a dependent thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's this place of rest. I just, I do feel like we are like the Greeks in that uh, illustration when <clears throat> you need to rest so that you can get a bunch of stuff done. Mm-hmm. And uh, it reminds me of a story of this family we knew. They hosted midship and they lived near the, lived in, in near Annapolis, near the Naval Academy. And often there's host homes where these, these students can go for a day, like they'll go for Sunday or maybe a weekend. They can get away and they can just be in a home and kind of eat normal food and not have to be in that environment. Uh, and this one particular uh, student, this midshipman, never did any homework on Sunday. This family's a Christian family and it made them anxious. And they were always saying, like, don't you have, 
don't you have work to do? Don't I, mean, I know you have. I mean, don't you have any tests? Don't you have anything to do on Monday? And the student was like, well, I don't, I don't do any homework on, on Sunday. I'm just, I'm resting. Which is obviously a biblical concept. Obviously, for, for us as a Christian people, that feels so countercultural. Yeah. Right? Where this, this 20-year-old was getting it right. <laughs> right. And it, it, bothered, it bothered them. Yeah. Like, I, they were anxious for him. <laughs> like, aren't you more anxious? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah. I do feel like that's uh, the noise of society around us when it comes to, and even our own internal noise or internal pressure, when it comes to being unproductive. Or we watched a little short video, I uh, like the phrase, being good for nothing, mm-hmm. except just existing. Mm-hmm. That I'm not proving to you that I'm useful or I can be helpful or I can be productive. I'm just existing. And can I be at rest with that. And I think society's not going to be at rest with that. And there's always going to be the, the clamor around us to say, no, 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 no. Shouldn't, don't you have a lot to do? Shouldn't you plan for the next thing? Shouldn't mm-hmm. you be prepared right. and ready? And, you know, I went to a similar illustration. I went to a conservative uh, Christian college my junior and senior year. And one of their um, requirements, for lack of a better word, was we don't want you to do any homework on Sunday. It was the same thing. We want you, we want you to work hard. It was academically challenging um, six days a week, but we don't want you doing homework on Sunday. In order to help you do that, we won't have classes on Monday. So we'll have classes Tuesday through Friday. I got to tell you, it it was some of the most liberating Hmm. um, weeks Hmm. and rhythms because I just knew I can do homework on Saturday. I can study. I'm going to also have Monday to prepare for something. But Sunday, I'm going to wake up. We're going to go to church. We're going to come eat with friends or we're going to go out to eat with friends. We might take a nap. We might go play Frisbee at the park. We're going to go catch a movie. Like it was, oh, I'm, what a gift Mm -hmm. to be just living. Just living. And I don't have to worry about the things I've been really concerned about for Mm -hmm. the past six days. Mm -hmm. It was really interesting. Mm -hmm. It's interesting and countercultural. And I think that, so we have all these phrases. Are you just going to sit there like a bump in a log or, you know, you know, you are you going to do anything? Are you going to get anything done? <laughs> right. right. We have the sense of that where our worth is what we're accomplishing. And this, that's countercultural to that. I do think, however, you know, people necess- aren't necessarily able to take Monday off. And right. so, right. however, one, and somebody might be nurse, policeman, and actually need to physically work physically on Sunday. But the, but the part of the point would be like, that's a very countercultural thing the midshipman was living counterculturally, in what ways am I living in a way that somebody goes, oh, that's an interesting way to live. Mm-hmm. That's different from the culture around us. Mm-hmm. Why, you know, explain that. Because Chris is even saying he has some uh, neighbors that uh, they don't buy anything on Sunday, so they buy their, they fill their cars up on Saturday to make mm-hmm. sure if they're going to go somewhere, they don't even buy gas on Sunday because they don't, they feel like there should be no commerce on Sunday. You're requiring somebody to work, so on and so on. Now, whether one, I'm not necessarily recommending that practice. I'm simply saying that's countercultural enough that somebody might go, Oh, tell me about that. But it's easy to, it's easy to even like criticize or dismiss that as well. That's weird. And does that really even do anything? But unless you, unless I have something to say about intentionally planning 
to take some sort of Sabbath, like you said, it can't may not be Sunday, it may mm-hmm. not be what, but what is my countercultural rhythm of rest? Yeah, that's the question. What is what is it that somebody about me? And there should be a number of things, really, some of which people may know, and some of which people might be obvious, some of which people, you know, would have to get to know me, where they would go, oh, that's huh, that seems a little weird to me. Yeah, talk about that. Where I I don't even know where that's again a that's a feature, not a bug, where that's like, seems like we want to cover up our cult- countercultural aspects so that we don't stand out when partly we're called to stand out, right? We're called to be different enough where people go, huh, that's interesting. And I, that's just a general thing to throw out where am I willing to be? Yeah. Whatever that is. And so whatever decisions you make as a family, we're not going to, you know, we're, we're not going to join that select team. We're going to join this one because it's a little less intense. So we don't have to drive to three practices and travel, whatever that might be, where somebody might go, oh, really? Because your kid's good enough to play in this. Yeah, but it's not about that. I don't, I'm not, again, I'm not, it's, it's something. It's something. Because if it's nothing, then what are, you know, we t- you take up all electronics on a, on a day. Yeah. Hey guys, let's just, let's hang out with no, you know, screens in front of us or something like what is the, we're always plugged in. We're always on. We're always available. When are we just not? Right. And right. And so, yeah, so I don't know how that works. And, you know, I don't, I don't think I necessarily have that figured out in general. I just wonder, partly the first question is, am I willing to be, do I see that as something that, no, I actually shouldn't be just like I shouldn't be indistinguishable from all my neighbors. There should be something a little bit different. What is that? And how do then I begin to live that out? Not in a necessarily legalistic way, but in some way that's got a rhythm to it. I do think if you're a certain age, we look on the old practices of Sabbath with some disdain, right? Such as? Oh, like, you know, you can't have any fun. You can't play games you can't oh, right. go to movies you can't do any can't do any work around the house you can't do anything you can't wash the car in some cases as you can't even do anything physical like you can't even go for a walk in the park you basically have to sit around you go to church sit around the house and eat and read do your something Bible spiritual and pray, maybe do something and that's where and i think the, the passage comes into play yeah. of no 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 man wasn't made for the sabbath right that's right. Sa- that's right. Like the Sabbath exists to serve the right. goodness of humanity. Yes. So when it becomes a constrained, legalistic, oh no, we can't do any of this stuff, and it's more about check. You, you really miss the forest for the trees in that. That's right. That's right. And a lot of a lot of cases, it was you, you kind of need to be somber and you need to just puzzle a over your sin. Day of that, that's a serious day of holiness. Where um, now, I don't think that's a bad thing to, to do at times. Sure. You know, that's not a bad thing in general, but the sense of this is how we set ourselves apart is to, you know, to li- <laughs> to live in a way that appears really unattractive and unhappy and dour <laughs> and sour. Don't you want a part of this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come get it. Uh, and so, yeah, I do think that's, so there's something about that I think that we can react against and say, well, that's not it. That's true. Sure. But what is it? And in right. a sense, what is it? And not just even on a weekly rhythm, but in the sense to me, for again, the daily rhythm of what is that thing in which I'm reflecting, spending time with the Lord, 
I'm praying. I'm depend. I'm recognizing my dependence. Yeah, uh, Bonhoeffer, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, German theologian, uh, started kind of an. He started an underground seminary, and uh, the students in that seminary, they started the first half hour of each day in silence. And he would write on this, and he would say, "We start in silence because God has the first word of the day. We want to let God have the first word." So whatever that is, you know, is it? Yes, is that's it, a good I'm way of saying what I'm. The what I don't always do, what I struggle with every like in this day, can I give God the first word, or am I just mentally? And I don't right. know. It, this may even be generational, but do we wake up and just turn the phone on, or has the yeah. phone been on right. and I w- roll over and I check right. any notifications? That's right. or, like who's got the first word of speaking over my day is mm-hmm. is one idea. Yes. Yeah, I like it. I like it. You know, I I brought this up, and so I I think I, I, it's it's similar to the bird story. So I have a teenager, and then some other kids, and we have uh, she has a cell phone. There's an iPods in the house, and whatever. And when we do say, "Hey, let's all just be together," let's you know, because it's so funny when you start to uh, set some standards, your kids will tell you to keep the standard as well. Mm-hmm. So, hey, yeah. yo, Dad, you're on your phone. Mom. So mm-hmm. when we say, let's all just put these aside and just kind of hang out, or you can go outside and play, but let's just do a no electronic there, whatever. It's similar to the bird. You get resistance, and you, you, f- I feel it. There's an internal, like, little death. Like, something's, I'm taking, something's being taken away from me, or I'm having to die to something. But I tell you, just to be honest, like, when that happens, a few minutes later, there's, I've seen a freedom. Mm-hmm. I've seen a letting down and an mm-hmm. enjoyment of a, okay, well, let's be just together, mm-hmm. whatever that is. It's mm-hmm. a mealtime mm-hmm. where we're all just talking and looking at each other, or it's a game night, or it's a something. Um, I do think in order for good, I don't know how to say it, um, Sabbath to participate and live into it, and daily Sabbaths, as you're, as you're calling it, it does take intentionality, and it does take a by faith, as we keep referring to Hebrews 4, by faith. And what do we know comes with faith? A death to self. Mm-hmm. There's some type of, you know, crucis. Depend- dependence, yeah. Dependency, yes. Death. Laying yes. down of mm-hmm. something. Living sacrifice, that whole thing, yeah. Yeah, I. as I was thinking about all of this, I do think a question that I have for myself is, do I enjoy rest? Hmm. Uh I think I've known people that I'm not sure, it doesn't seem to me clear that they ever enjoy rest. Like the person who's always working on the house and always has some project on the house and we're painting this, we're redoing that, or putting a new shelf up over here, so on, so on, so on. And they never like, they never stop doing that and they never like enjoy the house. Right, right, Right. And somebody will say, oh, the house is so wonderful. And then they'll say, and mean it. Yeah, but I got to do this this over here and I got to fix that. I'm I'm meaning to kind of do this, redo this over. And it's like, oh, that's a kind of a shame. Yeah. But because can I enjoy this thing that I've been given or do I need to keep working on it? And can I enjoy rest and not have an agenda? Uh, I think for me, it was going through a, there's a period of sabbatical, like three weeks sabbatical, where I just did a lot of reading, and it's just it takes a while to get to a point where you're not thinking about why I'm reading this story. Hmm. Like, is there some point that I'm going to 
I don't know, make of it, right? There's something I'm going to do with this story. There's, there's an agenda I have, even if though it's a story and I'm reading it, I'm thinking about how it impacts this or how I can use it over here. And it takes a while just to, I'm just reading the story to enjoy the story. That's all I'm doing. And I think, okay, well, I do that. Well, I don't know. I don't know that we do it that often. Do we just watch a movie to enjoy the movie? Yeah. Do I just read a story to read this, to enjoy it? Um, can I have a meal just and enjoy the, can I, can I just enjoy and rest? I think a lot for a lot of us, that's harder than, than we want to admit it is. Yeah. Do I enjoy the rest? And I think to, to define rest a little bit, what, what I think Mike and I are not saying is it's just taking a nap or it's just sitting on the couch. It's just the absence of activity. We're also saying it could be the fullness of something yeah. you really enjoy. Right. For me, I, um, and I don't do it often enough, I really thrive on being out in creation, mm-hmm. taking a hike, going to the woods, walking, whatever it is. 10 minutes can do yeah. wonders for me. Yeah. Um, and so when I do that, it's, you know, it is a Sabbath uh, practice for me. I think that's, I think that's a good question for everyone is what is a Sabbath practice that works for you? It's like the bird, the bird exhausted on the shelf or the bird out outside the window. And, and now that can act, that bird can actually rest. And I think a lot of times we just get exhausted of bashing up, up against the walls and the ceiling. And then we call that rest. Right. And so what is rest for you? And if it's, you know what, going for a walk in the woods or going for a walk in the park for 20 minutes is really restorative. Okay, well then how do I get that in my rhythm? Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't happen automatically. And can I do that and feel good about it? Like this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, it, I don't have to feel guilty because I, I took 20 minutes and took a walk. I think that's great. Part of Sabbath practice, I would say, is scheduling in your own pleasure. Yeah. Like, right. how do you intentionally care about your well-being enough to say, no, for us, maybe we like to have friends over or play games or do something, but it's, hey, we're going to intentionally schedule refreshment time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it looks like this for me or mm-hmm. for us or whatever mm-hmm. that is. Yeah. I don't do that enough, for sure. Um, I do think I am beginning to appreciate at least the the battle of it, where it's not automatic I can understand, you know, intellectually that I need it, but then what does the practice begin to look like? And for me, you know, part of that practice is, can I, can I do that even just for it's 15, 20 minutes in the morning? Can I give God the first word? That's hard, already hard enough, you know, because depending on where I am, it's like, I just have a hundred things in my mind. Can I set them aside and give God the first word? And, um, I think that for all of us, it's probably true that we probably should examine what what is my problem with that? What is my problem with scheduling it in? What is my problem with giving out the first word? Um, because it's not going to be something intellectual, I don't think, right? We're not going to intellectually argue against the idea that God doesn't, you know, that, that God wants me to rest or God wants Sabbath or God, that it's part of my design. I can get all that intellectually and have it, none of it translate into my actual life. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's deeper. It's deeper. There's other drivers, emotional, this existential conversation of it's. I can agree with what I'm saying or what you. Yeah, because most Christians agree. It's right there in the Bible. Right. Nobody's really going to intellectually argue it. It's the living into the space. It's the doing. That's the obstacle. Yeah, and it's so. It seems so obvious, and but I do think it's. I've been sort of examining maybe for the first time in my life. So why is that so difficult? That I agree, there's no arguing against it. I've read the Bible. Been to seminary, but you don't really have to go to seminary to know that there's... Right. It's one of the 10, right? What does that mean? How do I keep it? Um, and I think part of it is there is a death to self that is part of, of you know really living a surrendered life in Christ. There's a death to self, a dying you know, living sacrifice that, you know, to pick up your cross and follow. I think I can, I can somehow recognize all that intellectually and I can occasionally even do it and I can be transformed. There's something about Sabbath that I mean, there's a scheduling into that, that I, that I don't think I won't, I don't do it unless I somehow am intentional about it. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's, I think I'm, pretty i think that's pretty universal i think so because i think there's my own struggle with proving my worth or whatever words i want to put on that and then there's society especially in north america Mm -hmm. telling you you have to be yeah productive or doing something to prove your worth right um so i think left to our own devices and not really um, receiving mm-hmm. Sabbath, but intentionally receiving, mm-hmm. planning on it, thinking about it, um, you know, maybe doing a little extra preparation on a Tuesday or a Friday mm-hmm. or whatever that mm-hmm. is to say, well, this is what I want tomorrow or this afternoon to look like, and I'd like to schedule this in, and then letting it go, mm-hmm. right? Not not having so much weight on that day or that moment that. I don't, am I feeling refreshed? Right. Is it refreshed? Just, and you become a Pharisee. Yeah, know. just right. letting it happen, yeah. planning on it, and then just letting the day come to you or the moment come to mm-hmm. you as God wills it. But it is, I have to lay aside the need to achieve. I have to yeah. lay aside, even a, there's a competitiveness with the rest of the world, sort of a free-floating competitive. Like, were there people in your college who kind of snuck away and studied on Sundays? Oh, sure. Yeah, a lot of people. <laughs> it seems the, weird. the funny thing is, is if they, yeah, it is weird. It's weird. Um, but it, the funny thing is, is if they would um, kind of skirt that rule, there was other ones that they'd be like, oh, I'm not paying attention to that either. Yeah. But yeah, there Interesting. was. There was a competitiveness. Yeah. Like, I got to, I mean, you're all not doing it. I'm going to take this opportunity and, and get ahead. And some of it was like, you don't understand what I had to do on Saturday, or you don't understand right. the finals I have coming up. Or, right. But right. I feel like that's true for any that's of us we, at any that's time. That's exactly, that's right. That's you don't understand the pressure I'm under that's from right. my boss. You don't understand the right. business I have with these kids. Right. And I feel like, again, I'm true. back to the bird where it's like, you don't understand. There's this guy chasing me around this little room with a basket. <laughs> that's great. That's great. And I'm, the bird's right about that, <laughs> yes. in a sense, but completely wrong. Yeah. In a big picture way, completely wrong. We're just fly out the darn window, man. There's freedom. There's rest. There it is. Mm. And I think we're right when we say, well, you don't understand all I have to do. But somehow we can, that's the trust, that's the dependence part. We can trust God and we can enter into some sort of rest. And it will not only be okay, it'll be better. 
Mm-hmm. And can I, that's, that's a life of faith. Can I really believe that? Um, so something I think we all struggle with. Uh, and a question, like if you're in a group, maybe to toss around, what does this look like to you? Um, everyone, I think, is probably pretty bad at it. So freedom to say I'm pretty bad at it. Yeah, I don't got it figured out. Yeah, and so what is a small change I can make in this direction? What's something I can begin to think about do? Whatever that is. And I, because I think it's the process of moving towards rest. That's really what we're encouraged to do. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, we will leave you with this first Rogue Table Talk of 2020. Good start. I think it's awesome. Say so much. So? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're sitting here on a couch in the back in the, in the youth lobby of Universe Campus. And I just might lay down and have a little snoozy poo. Maybe a little rest. Maybe a little rest. A little rest. All Practice right. what we preach. With that. <laughs> have a good one. Grace and peace. Thanks for listening to Rogue Table Talks, a Calvary Church Media Productions podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. 